This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media in the South, we're delighted to welcome a great American, a patriotic and principal leader, and a brilliant mind, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson is founder and chairman of the American Cornerstone Institute, a new think tank whose mission is to promote the full founding principles which are cornerstones of our country, faith, liberty, community, and life, as well as pursue common sense solutions that challenge conventional groupthink. He most recently served as the 17th Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. For nearly 30 years, Secretary Carson served as Director of Pediatric Neurosurgery at the Johns Hopkins Children's Center, a position he assumed when he was just 33 years old, becoming the youngest major division director in the hospital's history. Born in Detroit to a single mother with a third grade education who worked multiple jobs to support their family, Secretary Carson was raised to love reading and education. He graduated from Yale University and earned his MD from the University of Michigan Medical School. Dr. Carson, Natasha and I are deeply honored to having you rejoin us on America's Roundtable, a Good morning and welcome, sir. Welcome, Dr. Carson. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure uh, being with you before, and I always look forward to being with you. Thank you, sir. The topic of education has become a major issue in our nation in light of the pandemic's restrictions during much of the past year and a half, and parents across the country were compelled to become more actively involved in their children's education with online sessions. Many then became aware of their children's curriculum. In an article posted by Forbes on April 24, 2020, titled, Why Kids Even Know Less About History Now and Why It Matters, it relates the somber statistics, and I quote, scores in history and geography have declined from five years ago. Those in civics are flat. Only 15% of eighth graders score proficient or above in U.S. history, along with about a quarter in civics and geography. And in reading and math, by contrast, about 35% of fourth and eighth graders clear that bar, with the only exception being made fourth grade math, where the proportion just rises to 40%. And on the topic of education, Dr. Carson, you have led and have been actively involved through the American Cornerstone Institute in launching Little Patriots, featuring books and an extraordinary online learning platform with a curriculum for elementary age children created by teachers and education professionals. Dr. Carson, what led you to launching this educational program, Little Patriots, and the reasons that parents and even grandparents should take note of this unique online learning program. Well, you know, our history 
is what gives us our identity. And our identity is the foundation of our beliefs. And those, of course, are what create our society. And when we fall down in any of those areas, it begins to have a de- very deleterious effect. And I, I believe we're seeing that. We're seeing hordes of young people coming out of school, hating America, having a very distorted view of who we are, when in fact, you know, this is the country that has probably led to the greatest improvement in life for people around the globe in the history of the world, and certainly provided more opportunities for people in this country. But all that good is being distorted and turned into something else. And uh, we felt a need to really correct that. So we were able to gather many uh, sponsors and underwriters so that we could make this program absolutely free and uh, provide K through five uh, learning platforms so that people really understand who we are as a nation. And uh, it's done with interactive animations. Uh, There's a little eagle called Liberty Eagle that sort of guides people through things. And uh, we want our young people to come away not with distorted history, because we tell the whole history, warts and all, but into proper perspective. And, you know, there are those who were trying to really create a lot of friction with some of their theories that, you know, white people are evil and are oppressors, black people are victims, minorities are victims, and this society is systemically ingrained in our society. And uh, there's nothing they can do about it except hate each other. You know, (laughs) that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it doesn't lead to any good place. And it's not true. They try to say that America is unique because of slavery. Of course, that's not true. Uh, There's been slavery throughout human history as far as history knows. And uh, in fact, most people don't know this, but there are more slaves in the world today than there have ever been. When you look at human trafficking and... uh, particularly bad here in in our country, we have the largest appetite for that kind of thing, which tells us we really need to be looking at something else in our country. But uh, also, if if we were such an evil place, why would people be forming caravans trying to get in here? And now that we have a poor southern border, why would people be coming from all over the world trying to get in here? That doesn't really make uh, a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people who actually think for themselves actually realize that But, you know, it is such a positive history that we have. And uh, before the United States of America came online as the uh, pinnacle nation in the world, you had a bunch of despotic leaders just stomping everybody and and taking their goods. And, you know, that has decreased markedly since the United States has been uh, around. And if the United States were to go off the scene, I guarantee you it would come right back again. So I, I think we've gotten used to relative peace in the world uh, and sort of take it for granted, but we shouldn't take it for granted. It's secondary to the power of this nation. And that is so true that you've mentioned that, uh, Dr. Carson, in the fact that it's so important to educate and inspire a new generation. And what you're doing with this program, Little Patriots, is certainly meeting that need, that void that we have, apparently, in our educational system. And so we would encourage our listeners to go to littlepatriotslearning.org, littlepatriotslearning.org, and download that information and share it with your churches, your community 
communities. All parents uh, should be certainly looking at this as a great way to educate and inform their young children about the importance of our country. Absolutely. And it's compatible not only with your, uh, with your PC, but with your iPhone, uh, with your iPad. You can take it in the car with you when you're traveling. And uh, it's good for adults, too, because uh, some of us have some little gaps in our knowledge of history as well, and it would be useful mm-hmm. to fill those in. <laughs> That's <Right>. so true. <laughs> Dr. Carson, in this year's gubernatorial election, Virginia's rejected Democrat candidate Terry McAuliffe. And McAuliffe's statement, and I quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, end of quote, mobilized a powerful voting bloc called parents who may have been Democrat, Republican, or Independent to vote against policies that would let schools administrators and teachers' unions decide what to teach their children, basically rejecting any parents' involvement in the children's education. And you, Dr. Carson, often remind us of Vladimir Lenin, who was a Russian communist activist and dictator who said, and I quote, Give me four years to teach the children, and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. End of quote. Uh, Dr. Carson, instead of improving our students' math skills, America's public schools administrators, politicians of the left, and the media is focusing on the policies of indoctrination and the critical race theory. Dr. Carson, what are your thoughts about the current developments in the public school system, and where do we go from here? Well, it's actually very encouraging. Uh, to see those parents step up to the forefront. You see people stepping up, you know, regarding mandates about our health, about a, a host of things. And the fact of the matter is, it's the way our system was designed. Our system was designed to be up for and by the people, not up for and by the government. The government works for the people. The people don't work for the government. They're not subject to the government, but the government seems to be forgetting that. And I think now you're seeing some of the people starting to step up and say, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think we're in charge here. <laughs> that's right. and, and that's a good thing because our liberties will never be preserved by government because governments do what governments do. They grow, they infiltrate, and they control. And it's natural for them. It's just like lions. Lions are not bad animals because they kill gazelles and eat them. That's what lions do. And that's what governments do. And that's why our founders worked so hard to give us a constitution to be a tool that the citizens of this country could use to control the government. Well, Dr. Carson, corporate wokeism is being presented as a matter of social justice in America today. And social justice was sold to the peoples of communist Eastern Europe as an equality of outcome. In order to achieve an equality of outcome, communist command and control omnipotent governments abolished the free market, nationalized companies, and distributed ever-falling goods and services. Firstly, this killed private initiative, personal dignity, and killed the minds of millions of people. And secondly, the equal outcome for the people became a reality that they all became equally poor, while the top brass of corrupt communist leadership enriched themselves. And the legacy of communism still persists today with weak rule of law, lack of protection property rights, and rampant corruption in Eastern Europe. Dr. Carson, what is your message to stakeholders affected by wokeism in America today? Well, you know, in uh, 2013, when I gave the keynote address at the National Prayer Breakfast, I talked about the dangers of political correctness and how it would rapidly destroy us and destroy our liberties if we allow it to continue. 
Well, we have allowed it to continue. We have allowed it to expand. We have allowed it to morph into wokeism. And uh, it is destroying liberty in this country. Most Americans today do not feel completely free to express themselves in public. Uh, they're afraid that they might be canceled or that there may be some other repercussions. That's not America. And we must recognize it and cut it off at its knees right now before it gets any bigger and stronger. Uh, because these things happen very quickly. You look at a place like Venezuela. You know, I had a chance to visit there a number of times before they turned. And it was a very pleasant place. Beautiful shops and resorts and hotels, museums. We had a wonderful time. There. The biggest controversy that the people always talked about was whether or not they were the most beautiful people in the world. That was their issue, you know. And now look at what's happened. Gone from the premier economy in South America to dead last with people trying to escape from there. And this happened almost overnight. So, you know, we can't take our eye off the ball here. We need to recognize that it starts with erosion of simple things and it continues and just gradually infiltrates. Freedom is not free. You have to fight for it each and every day. And as soon as you take your eye off the ball, it starts to erode. And that's what Ronald Reagan was talking about when he said it's never more than one generation away. That's what he's talking about. Uh, Dr. Carson, you served as United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in 2017 to 2021. And just before COVID, we had the most inclusive economy, the lowest unemployment ever recorded for African-Americans, Hispanics and Asian-Americans, the lowest unemployment for women in nearly 70 years. Asian-Americans have had the highest median income in America. Hispanic Americans are wealthier here than anywhere else in the world. And according to a report on small businesses, 22% of African American small business owners are millennials, nearly twice as many as in the general millennial population. The number of firms owned by black women increased 50% from 2014 to 2019. Dr. Carson, could you kindly share with the listening audience about the policies of Trump administration and specifically about your role in making America's economy most inclusive and lifting millions out of poverty? Well, the philosophy during the Trump administration was that a rising tide lifts all boats. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a great deal of emphasis on this group versus that group, but it was a big emphasis on doing things that made a sense, that made sense for America. Doesn't mean that you don't care about anybody else, but as they say, when you're on the airplane, if there's an emergency, your oxygen mask will drop down, put yours on first before you help your neighbor. Because if you're asphyxiated, you're not going to be able to help anybody. <laughs> and and, and, and that's, that was a policy that worked extraordinarily well. Uh, you see how Controlling the border was very essential in terms of making jobs available to people here. And that doesn't mean that we don't care about people in other places, but we have an orderly mechanism whereby people can become citizens of this country. We have to have borders and we have to have rules. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't think about some better guest worker type situations, because I think we could use those effectively if we improve them uh, adequately. But uh, it's really a matter of common sense and decency and compassion. 
which will lead us to the right kinds of places. And that's why we had the lowest unemployment rates uh, for several demographics. Uh, that's why we saw rising wages. You know, we created things like the opportunity zones, which were expected to perhaps bring in $100 billion over 10 years of private capital. Well, it achieved $75 billion in just two years before COVID hit. Just to give you an example of how things work and some of the programs, compassionate programs, we had a group of students came to us from Ohio to talk about foster youth and how they were aging out. And there are 20,000 of them every year put out on the street, uh, many of them ending up homeless and in very dire situations. Well, you know, our people at HUD, careers and politicals together, were so impressed that within four months they had this program, Foster Youth to Independence, uh, which included not only a place where they could stay, but wraparound services because they need that. 18 years old, are you kidding me? You need some guidance, you need some help <laughs> to get where you're going. And, uh, and that way you don't end up with more people down the line who become dependent on government. And are Opportunity Zones still growing, or what happened after the new administration took power? Well, the current administration, they, you know, they haven't killed the program, but they're certainly not promoting it. And uh, I think, and it's not that they're bad people, it's just that they have a different philosophy. Their philosophy is that government is the primary thing, and the bigger and more expansive government is, the better things are going to be for everybody. I happen not to believe that to be the case. I haven't seen it be the case anywhere and uh, like to do things based on real evidence. Dr. Carson, we truly thank you so much for your time. I just have one last question in regard to the number of great books that you have written. We've all been inspired by it, and we want to encourage our listeners to visit uh, the search engines and uh, Amazon and other places where you can get these books from Dr. Ben Carson. They inspire not just only adults, but young people as well. Well, thank you. I just want to mention that we do have a new book coming out in May called Created Equal. And uh, it basically puts, you know, racial relationships in this country in perspective. There are those who are really distorting things enormously. And, you know, when I was a kid and a person of, of color, a black person came on TV and they weren't in a servile role, it was a big deal. We called everybody, come see this. This is great. <laughs> and now we have black generals and admirals and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and university presidents, including Ivy League schools. We've had a black president elected twice, a black vice president. I mean, to say that we haven't made tremendous progress in my lifetime, you'd have to be an ostrich with your head stuck in the sand. doesn't mean that we don't have more progress to make. We're doing well, though. We are doing well. Absolutely. In Think Big, a book which emanates from the last chapter of your best-selling Gifted Hands, Dr. Carson, you describe your personal formula for success. And you have overcome great adversities in your life that you shared with all of us. Dr. Carson, could you relate to our audience your philosophy of living? Well, thank you. It's very simple. It's to think big. And each one of those letters makes something special. The T for talent which God gave to every single person, not just the ability to sing and dance and throw a ball, nothing wrong with that, but intellectual talent. And I could talk for a long time about the human brain. Yes, and uh, the H is for honesty. 
lead a clean and honest life. You don't put skeletons in the closet. They can't come out to haunt you. And even when I was secretary and they would come out with these allegations, Carson did this and this, I never had to worry about anything because I knew there was nothing there. <laughs> and you can just continue doing what you're going to do. The, the I is for insight, which comes from listening to people who've already gone where you're trying to go. If you can learn from other people's mistakes, boy, you can go a whole lot faster. That's called wisdom. The N is for nice. Be nice to people. Because once they get over their suspicion of why you're being nice, they'll be nice to you. We, the American people, are not each other's enemies. We're allowing people to manipulate us and make us think that we're enemies. We are not enemies. The K is for knowledge, which is the thing that makes you into a more valuable person. The more knowledge you have, the more valuable you become. The B is for books, which is a mechanism for obtaining that knowledge. Some people say, I don't need to read books. I can learn everything by watching DVDs and videos. That's like saying you can develop your muscles by watching somebody else lift weights. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> the, the second I is for in-depth learning. Learning for the sake of knowledge and understanding as opposed to superficial learners like people who cram, cram, cram before a test and three weeks later know nothing. We cannot afford that. We have a quarter of the people that China and India have, and we have to compete with them. We need to develop all of our people with in-depth learning. And the G is for God. Godly principles, love your neighbor, develop your God-given talents, have values and principles that guide your life. And if we do those things, not only will we be a, a great nation, but we will be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We thank you so much for your clear insights, your inspiring words, and prudent counsel for our fellow Americans. And we would just encourage our listeners to visit AmericanCornerstone.org and also the new book project for young children and also their educational online program called LittlePatriotsLearning.org. So we encourage you to visit LittlePatriotsLearning.org and we'll have more details on our website at iLeadersSummit.org. Org. Thank you so much, Dr. Carson, for your continued leadership and the hard work that you accomplish day in and day out. And thank you. Thank you so, and God bless you. You too. Thank you, Dr. Carson. Appreciate you both. Thank you so much. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.